Hi, my name is Anita Foster, and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Autry Middle School in Kennesaw, Georgia. Hi, I am Ingrid Hansen. I'm the Library Media Specialist at Lindley Sixth Grade Academy in Mapleton, Georgia. And hi, I'm Lori Quintana. I'm the Library Media Specialist at Griffin Middle School in Smyrna, Georgia. And this is Overdue Conversations from the Library. wonder why we're all laughing because we've been laughing at the very beginning <laughs> trying to hold it in this is take two we recorded for about half an hour and realized it didn't record so take two isn't to our conversation isn't that fitting for our topic today on asking everybody what your favorite technology tool is <laughs> and why it <laughs> is <sighs> and but it wasn't the tool that had the issue. It was user error. We're the tool. Which it normally <laughs> is, for the record. Yeah. yeah, we we totally, all three logged in as the same user for, for overdue. <laughs> so if you ever and, use Anchor, don't all, all log into the same login. <laughs> Doesn't work, just so you know. And, and Lori and Ingrid have their own logins that they were supposed to be under. I kept wondering. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't look the same. But I didn't say anything because we were having such a great conversation. What? Anita didn't what? say right? exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. That never happens. Where are we? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> for those of you that think we're crazy, we kind of are. Um, and I'm going to say Yeah, because it's 839 at night and I got to right? in the morning. 430 <laughs> comes early, my friends. It's early. <laughs> oh, what's funny is we started this an hour ago. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say something that I said in our previous recording that did not record <laughs> because it goes so well here. Thank you, and I'm going to give a shout out to our supervisor, Holly. Um, I've heard other people say this too, but um, we really appreciate you for supporting us and everything. But um, she said that listening to this podcast is like listening to three friends in their in her car with her. She just can't talk. So I just love that. Well, not that she I, can't I love talk, that too. And but... thank you for supporting us. Yeah. So today we are talking about our favorite technology tools. So Ingrid, I think you have a, a tweet to read to us. I do. Um, so Pamela Taylor, which is at Pamela underscore M underscore Taylor, had tweeted out in response about our favorite tech tools that although I have several tech tools that I use on a regular basis, my favorite and most useful tool is Microsoft's snipping tool. I use it to capture parts of the screen quickly to include it in email responses. And I just really wanted to say, oh yeah, me too. Like Pamela, we're on the same page. I use a snipping tool all the time, if not daily, certainly weekly. Me too. And it's amazing. It, it does everything you want it to do. But I wanted to throw out there for those of you that don't use it as much as Pamela and I do that um, the snipping tool is moving and it's going to become snip and sketch, which is actually pretty cool because it allows you to draw on your snip, whatever you snipped. It allows you to draw on it. You can crop it. You can rotate it. There's just a variety of different tools that have been added in to make this feature even better or this app even better. So I'm really excited about the new Snip and Sketch, and I encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. It's, it's amazing. I use it all the time. And I kind of, that's pretty cool. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to plug in the one that I use all the time, and I've used it for years, and it's, you know, 
like your favorite comfortable shoes. You, you use them all the time. So uh, that's what this is for me. And it's called Jing. It's by TechSmith. And the reason that I like it for my snipping tool is I have an option on there to record a section of my screen or my whole screen. So I can do quick little, it, it's less than five minutes, but I can do quick little tutorials on how to do something within a five minute period and share that with somebody um, or share a link to it. It's really cool. Um, so I use Jing. Nice. I, yeah. Now I've not used that, but I'm going to check it out, Anita. But I do want to say um, that if and when the snip, new snipping tool comes out and it's like there for you to use to make sure you use it, and not try to continue using the old snipping tool. I kind of said this in our last recording, but um, if you do, it will take up a lot of your memory in your laptop and you'll be sitting there wondering why you can't save anything, why your programs won't run. And so it took my computer tech to come in and say, Lori, the old snipping tool is running in the background and it's taking all of your memory. Yeah. So, you know, when that final transition comes through, make sure that you transfer over to the new snip tool. Yeah, for sure. That's good advice. It sucks up a lot of memory if you're not careful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, technology thing that I wanted to share. I stumbled upon quite by accident, but I don't know how I got by without it. I absolutely love it. It's called View Pure. So it's V-I-E-W-P-U-R-E. And it's called Videos Without Clutter. So essentially what it allows you to do is go in and take the URL from a YouTube video and plug it in at the top of the website and it removes every ad. So for me, I tend to do book trailers instead of book talks. And when I do book trailers, it's always iffy because you never know what ad's going to pop out in, in middle school, especially some of those ads are just not appropriate. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you pure just wipes it clean and it lets you start at, at the beginning. So you're not waiting that five seconds in whatever. It's just, it's amazing. I love it. I use it all the time. I don't know what I did without it. So I highly recommend it. It um, Actually, you can sign up for it and you can join and pay, but I haven't done that. I've just been using the free version of it and just plugging my YouTube videos in right at the top and it's worked amazing. Now, Ingrid, I wonder, I've just thought of this question. So, hey, it's a bonus. We didn't record it earlier since the recording didn't work anyway. Um, but I wonder if, if the pay version gives you an embed code where you can possibly embed that video into like your blog without any ads. I bet you yeah. it probably does. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling it up right now to see frequently asked questions to see if it covers that and tells you. So while she's doing that, what's the worst ad that's ever popped up for you while you're in class? <laughs> oh, right. Oh my God. I've had girls in bikinis. <laughs> nice. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, not funny when you have a, a, a group of 30 hormonal 7th no. graders. Exactly. 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 So, um, so it's, it's view pure, not pure view view. Correct. View pure, which is hard to say, say that five times fast. I'm just saying I'm not a big YouTuber because I don't like all of the ads. And so I don't watch a lot of videos, but I will definitely watch videos without ads in them maybe possibly it's kind of like an audiobook for me i just i'm i'm not there yet <laughs> so 
but this oh, would be great so for kids helpful. and like uh, Anita was saying to plug it in without the ads for the kids especially if you like put it in a nearpod or something or whatever you platform you use it also offers teacher resources so it also has um a whole bunch of videos that are designed specifically for teachers and allows you to choose your student level so pre-k lower elementary upper elementary middle school and high and it will provide you with a whole bunch of curriculum based videos to begin with so like i'm looking at it right now and it has things for math science earth systems digital citizenship so there's just also a lot of videos that are available within the website where you don't necessarily have to go to youtube to find so that's that's cool too that is awesome now if they could only come up with one that would cut the ads out of pinterest i'd be in heaven <laughs> that would be awesome all right Lori, do you have a tweet for us Lori, are you there? Okay, guys. Sorry, you lost me for a minute. <laughs> but I'm still wondering. here. Okay. You got a tweet for us? Can y'all hear me? Because I'm having a really bad connection here. I can hear yes, you. we can hear you. Okay, as long as y'all can hear me, that's good. Because I can barely hear you. But I guess what's most important is that our audience can hear me, right? <laughs> that's right. Okay, so looking at Twitter, we had another response to our question on what your favorite technology tool is and why. And this tweet comes from Lorraine Mikoloff, and she's a, a library media specialist, I believe, from Norcross High School in Georgia. And she says, we love at Adobe Spark for creating student projects. It's easy to use, and the students create beautiful digital products. And so I have dabbed with at Adobe Spark as well a little bit. Um, not as much as I would like to and all, but I know that a lot of my peers at college have used it for presentations and projects that we've had to turn in in class and stuff. And so that kind of caught my eye as another tool to use. Um, but I really, being a Microsoft school, I haven't moved over and tried anything with Adobe yet. And so that's a goal of mine. And I'm glad that Lorraine brought it up because now that encourages me to continue to do so because we're always looking for new technology to use with our students as well to keep them engaged. And so I don't know, Anita or Ingrid, have either of you used it? I haven't, but I've heard Andy Spinks, uh, one of our library media specialists, talk about it. So I do know that several people in our district have used it. When I make infographics and, and things like that, I tend to use pick to chart. So I love pick to chart. I've, I've used it for a couple of years now. What about you, Ingrid? Have you used Adobe Spark? No, um, much like Anita, when Andy sent out a email to all of us saying that it was something he was interested in, I absolutely pulled it up and went through it, looked at it, what it was capable of. And I was really impressed with the abilities and, um, absolutely came up with ideas on how I could use that within a classroom setting, but I just haven't had the opportunity yet to um, utilize it or apply it in any lessons, but I'm looking forward to. Yes, yes. So thank you, Lorraine, for sharing that with us. Um, it inspires us all to, you know, go back and take a second look at Adobe Spark for sure. Um, on that note, sharing my favorite technology tool, um, as I said in the previous recording, again, my favorite technology is my laptop. It's my appendage, and I use it for everything, and um, I don't know what I would do without it. Um, I've already had a couple of keyboards replaced on my old one. We just got new ones, thank goodness, and I'm loving that the battery hangs with me because, let me tell you, the battery did not hang with me on my old one. Um, oh, my it had goodness. It plugged in everywhere. Um, I had to and say. And so, Yeah. 
Um, these batteries are incredible on these new ones. Yes. I only charge it at home at night, and then I take it and use it all day at school, and then I plug it back in at night, and it doesn't die on me. I absolutely agree with you, Anita, and you can take it into professional learnings, into conferences and whatever, and you're not all fighting for a plug because you have to stay you know, charged up and stuff like that. So shout out, I know we're not supposed to do this, but to our employer for, you know, providing this technology for us, this technology, I really appreciate it. Um, But looking at the actual software products that I use, my favorite technology tool right now is called Canva and it's C-A-N-V-A. And I got introduced to this product um, when, and because Anita always makes shout outs to her current principal, I'm going to make a <laughs> shout out to my former principal who I love dearly, Mr. Paul Gillahan. And um, when he assigned me to do social media and communications for our school, um, I was introduced to Canva and Canva is something I used, I use every single day, literally, um, because I want to create vibrant and eye-catching um, graphics and stuff and visuals to post on social media, on our website, um, and on our school newsletter even. I do our school newsletter. And so with Canva, you can create anything, and they're consistently adding new templates all the time. And so you can create posters, business cards, invitations, flyers. Um, they have templates for social media, Instagram, Facebook, all the way across to Twitter, Um There's documents that you can do, um, such as letterhead. Uh, You can create calendars, (laughs) lesson plans. And then I just discovered the other day, you can make bookmarks in Canva. So that's another awesome um, template in there for you to use. And so, yeah, I use it all the time. There's tons of graphics in the free version. I, I do the paid version, which is about $100 a year. And that gives you more graphics um, to use and more um, backgrounds and, and layouts and templates and stuff like that. And so, but it's well worth the money. And I'll be renewing mine here again pretty soon. And so, yeah, ch- check it out. Um, you know, visuals are really important in the classroom. So the, the Canva is a great software program to create those visuals um, for lessons and um, any kind of school event, really. And so, yeah, that's my favorite. Um, and then I just a little bit of a shout out to Wakelet. I just started using Wakelet. Um, they call it the Wakelet Wave. And so um, I've joined that and I've started surfing. Wakelet is a little bit like Pinterest, but it's a lot, a little bit easier. You're not logging in. You just like, you know, can um, use it either on your desktop or your device. And I really love it because I follow a lot of um, educators and uh, library media specialists on social media. And a lot of times there's conversation about things that are going on in their spaces, their classrooms, their libraries. And so you can take that actual conversation and save it in Wakelet and you create collections within your Wakelet and you just save them within each of your new collections and it's easy to um, retrieve later uh, to bring it up so if you if you catch or find an article that you want to save that you saw on um, the internet or something you can put it into a collection and go back and read it later anywhere and so yeah it's the Wakelet wave and so that's something new for me but um, I encourage people to get, you know, to get to know it also. And um, you can share a lot of educational resources um, or save, I should say, and categorize them there. Um, but yeah, those are my two favorites so far. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, actually, I just read um, a review about Wakelet and they were saying that it was really effective if you're managing large projects and to be able to organize what you're doing. So yeah, I heard it was pretty amazing. I'm looking forward to trying it. I agree. 
Okay, so <laughs> that's it, Anita. You just agree? <laughs> I well, I'm in. I I want to try it out. I'm I'm actually dying to try it out. So as soon as we're done with this podcast, I know y'all are going to bed, but the night out here will be up for a few more hours. So um, I want to look at it and try it out because maybe that might be my Pinterest without apps. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like that could be I, yeah I already have 33 collections it's addicting <laughs> well no that's and that's cool. what the review is saying though that it's really good because you can manage large projects you can separate it into different tasks different groups whatever it, yeah it was and you can share them publicly saying. too you you know you can share your collections publicly I know there are some educators out there that are sharing public way clicks that you probably could follow them and also have additional resources. I haven't done that yet because I don't want to get overwhelmed. I just kind of want a, a little place to keep, you know, things that I want to reference back to quickly. And so it's really worked well for that. That's awesome. Okay. So what do so you got, Anita? On, <laughs> to my tech tool. Okay. So I've been using my tech tool um, all day today. And I absolutely love it. Um, it brings gamification, a way to give points for different tasks done into the classroom. Our staff used it. Can, can y'all feel the anticipation? Because I haven't said the name of it yet. Um, our staff used it on the very first day that they were back. And they said it was one of the best team building activities we've done in years. Um, I did pay for our um, license that would cost about uh it was just under two hundred dollars i didn't do the free version there is a free version but you only get three groups the next level up you get 10 groups and i think it's 40 individuals i did the next one up and it has 40 groups or 199 individuals and it is goose chase so here's how i'm using it and i absolutely love it um, goose chase today my seventh graders are going through orientation if you're listening to this podcast in the middle of the year yes this is in August for us so uh, this is the very beginning of the year and I always have to review our rules and our expectations and our policies with the students but I offered to them hey do you want me to do a boring powerpoint and you sit here and then i let you go check out books or do you want to play a game and get this every group wanted to play a game <laughs> so I, I um had them do a goose chase and there were like 20 different things that they could do but here's the cool thing with goose chase you can link it to a website so that they can go in and find an answer um, you can, um, you mean you can have, embed the website within one of the missions? You can embed a website within a mission. Yes. Which is amazing for the record. I'm also using Goose Chase as my orientation and I didn't know that. So I'm yes. going to have to go back and revamp mine because that's amazing. You can also take and have them submit a, their team, a picture of them doing an activity. So for example, one that's of my, my favorite one of my activities was take a group picture in front of your favorite genre because our fiction section is genre So they had to go find their group's favorite genre, agree on it, and then take a group picture in front of it. Another thing you can have them do is instead of a picture, you can have them do a video. Another so favorite. I had, I had them take a video of them acting out 
one of our expectations is you leave the CLC. That's what we call our space is the collaborative learning center. I had them act out um, leaving the CLC cleaner than you found it. So I had a lot of videos of people pushing chairs in. But, hey, that's cool. They know then that that's one of our expectations. Um, I had them um, do all kinds of things. There were, I think, 20 different things that they did. Almost every group finished in the allotted amount of time that I had given them. And um, it was really super easy. I just told them because I knew there was one tough question on there. I said, you get to ask me the answer for one question, and that's it. So choose wisely. And no group came up and, and asked me more than one. They all followed that. And um, I gave prizes to the team that finished first. The other cool thing is there's a leaderboard, so you can project who's in the lead, and uh, it'll refresh. You can also um, have it to where you can stream their videos and picture responses, um, which I went in to when a team told me they were finished. I went in to check and verify, yep, they did that correctly, they did that correctly. And if they didn't, I said, oh, no, you didn't. And I could even send them a message as to why this was deleted and what they needed to fix. That's awesome. And it's even more the, awesome when you can delete points and they like, what? <laughs> the other thing too, that I love because you, you can give bonus points. So that's cool. But the other cool thing that I discovered today is you can send the groups a message. So you can send one or two or all of the groups a message. So I sent a message that said, I need everyone back at the learning area at this time reading quietly. And for those students that followed that direction that I did not have to give verbally that I sent out through the devices, I gave them all PBIS points. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Hey, Anita, so, what does PBIS stand for? Um, our school is a PBIS school and it is a positive behavior intervention system. And on that note, can I share what I did with Goose Chase or still doing? Sure. Okay. So with our staff, because you know, Goose Chase is super fun with adults too, like you were talking about with your back to school, with your staff. Um, so adults, so don't, adults love Goose Chase too. And um, right now, you know, we have a PBIS handbook. So our teachers, you know, we want them to read that so they understand what the PBIS expectations and stuff are in our school. But to make it fun, we created a Goose Chase with it. So right now they're answering questions in the Goose Chase or completing missions, I should say, in the Goose Chase with their, um, that relates to the PBIS handbook. And they have until August 12th, uh, which is a cool feature. I don't know if you mentioned it, Anita, how you can start and end um, Goose Chases. There's like a timer thing in there where you can start it and end it at specific uh, dates and all. Um, and so, yeah, our staff are using Goose Chase as well. So it's a great tool for adults and students. I, I didn't mention that. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, our staff did one um, on the, the first pre-planning day that we had came back. And they loved it. But that's the other thing is that we had it extend past that meeting time for any groups that needed to finish it. They could finish it throughout the day because our principal, shout out, Mr. Crawford, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> y'all, I know that I talk a lot about him, but he is really wonderful. I think um, we should always give props to our principals. And supervisors. Really good. And supervisors, yes. Um, but Mr. Crawford um, gave the team that, that finished first and cl completed all the tasks a lunch um, duty-free, and he catered it in. And then 
all of the teams that finished it by the end of the day, they drew names out of a hat for those teams to get lunch. It wasn't duty free, but he did let them order lunch in as well. See, that's awesome. So, so you've got it. The prize value is really important as well because with our PBIS handbook, our teachers are getting $50 worth of scholastic books for their classroom library. So that's awesome. Yes, 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 yes. So you can do all kinds of things with Goose Chase. I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad it's a, it's a favorite of mine too, Anita. Yeah. Another tool that I absolutely love and could not live without. And um, I'm sure that, um, that Lori's going to talk about it too, is Microsoft Forms. Now, if you're not a Microsoft school, Google has Forms as well. Very similar. But I use Forms for everything. I um, am working on um, my reading promotion and the students have to go into the reading promotion and they have to uh, into the form to tell me, okay, Miss Foster, I just posted this on your, your uh, this CLC's Twitter page or on the Instagram page. And they have to fill the form out in order for me to give them their points. So that's like from a menu that you have of different activities and a reading promotion that they can do. So they get to choose from the activities. And when they finish them, they go to the Microsoft form and fill it out to notify you that they completed a task so that you can give them their points. I'm just wondering if that's correct. <laughs> we lost Ingrid along the way. I just sent her the invitation. So I hope that she can pop back in. Uh, we're all doing this remotely from our house. So, hey. Um, and then I just love forms because you can use them for so many things. Welcome back, Ingrid. Sorry, we lost you there. I think you're back. Hello. Yeah, I see you're back. her. I see your name. Yep, <laughs> I'm back. I was just telling them how much I love forms. So, um, one Ingrid of the ways has a bad connection tonight. I I know. I don't know what's going on. One of the ways that I use forms though is for parent volunteers. So you can put up a QR code. And you can get that parent pretty quick, or they can go on in if you have the form set up and they can volunteer for certain events that you even have. So that's really cool too. You can just, classroom teachers can post it outside of their door for best way to reach a parent. And the parent puts the phone number or email address in there and stuff like that. And, and that's a great way too. I think Microsoft Forms is a fabulous asset in, in the oh. Microsoft suite. I use it a lot. I have nine forms open right now for my teachers and students to respond to for various things for clubs and, you know, their interest in clubs and yearbook and all kinds of stuff. And um, so I use it a lot, but it's, it's great because you can also look at the submissions and you can create an Excel spreadsheet and then have that data there right away. So it's great. Also an assessment tool. So for quizzes and tests and things like that, um, quick ticket out the door. Cause you can see, you know, the data, right. I agree. Yeah, actually, I, agree. I um I agree with everything. I excuse me. I um have reading promotions, and when my kids come in after reading a book and filling out a reflection sheet, they actually have to sign into a form sheet which logs their homeroom teacher, and I take that information. And at the end of the year, I look at how many kids from each homeroom participated in the reading promotions and what the SRI increases look like in each homeroom to see whether or not the reading promotions are effective that's cool i've I never thought it. of doing it like that 
No, I think it's, I think that's great. Um, you know, you know, we talk a lot about how library media specialists do a lot of little side tasks that I don't think a lot of people realize. And so I think for, for me, for my, to use Microsoft Forms, it helps take care of that, those little tasks where I can go back later. And, you know, you can set it up to where it shares with you if somebody submitted um, a response. And so it's just, for me, it's just, it's, it's a good management tool for as a library media specialist. I agree 100%. So that's my favorite. All right. So I have just a couple more things to say. First of all, I know I always joke around to our one listener in Australia. Um, <laughs> we love you, though. <laughs> we do love you, our one listener in Australia. But you've kind of been beat because Hungary's got it going on. Thank you to our listeners in Budapest. We have multiple listeners in Budapest. That so, so awesome. That's amazing. I, and I, I was just looking at the listeners too when I pulled up our account and there's like what Brazil, there's people in Brazil. Yep. Brazil's our next one. And then our local listeners, Georgia is our top, but we have um, listeners in South Carolina and hi, Michael, who reached out to us from Oneana, New York. Woohoo! So, That's fabulous. So South Carolina has a real strong library media specialist association as well as Texas. We have a lot of listeners from Texas as well, and they have a real strong library media specialist association as well. So welcome to those two states. So I just want to say one thank you for listening because you're, you guys are the reason that we do this. Well, let me just rephrase that. The three of us would get together and have a conversation. We're just letting you guys listen into it. However, but we, we want, want you to join us. We do. Come join the say, conversation. We want that to change. We want you to be a part of it. So in the description of this podcast, I have put a link. And Anchor, which is the tool that we use to create this podcast, is really cool. You can click on that link and then you can record for 60 seconds. So what we're asking you to do is when we ask you a burning question and we put our link on our Twitter page, which if you're not following us on Twitter, it's overdue live talk. Um, at please, overdue live talk. At overdue live talk, our Twitter yes. queen over there. Um, <laughs> follow us. I've also, we've also shared the link on there as well, but I'm going to try and remember to embed it each time we do a podcast so that when I ask the burning question, you guys can just click on it in the description and there it is. And you can record and answer the burning question straight in there. We just ask that you tell us your name and what school you're at and where you're from, and then answer the burning question. You have 60 seconds to do all that. Um, Anita, I'm so excited about this. I want people to call. (laughs) You know what? Absolutely. How exciting is it to hear what everybody else has to say and to include them in our conversation? That's amazing. I wish it was live. (laughs) Right? Like, there, there needs to be a way to do that. That would be perfect. Oh, it's not uh, live? It's, it's not live. It's just a recording? It's a recording, but we okay. get to hear it, and we we'll get, get to there. add it into our conversation, <laughs> and then we get to talk about it. So that, oh, that. is really cool. So um, I hope you guys will participate in that. So here is our burning question Ooh. for today. What's our, burning, what's our burning question, Anita? <laughs> okay, so I think this goes really well with me just, you know, telling what this is all about right there, this recording thing collaboration how do you collaborate in your space or how do you ensure collaboration in your space what does collaboration in your space look like so So share a time that you've done collaboration in your space (laughs) so is it when students come in and they're collaborating what does that look like what 
what is it when you collaborate with a, a teacher? Share something about how you support collaboration in your space. That's what we want to hear about because we're going to talk about it in a couple of episodes. And so I want to hear about it from everybody, including our listeners outside of the United States, because I want to hear what your library is like where you're at, what's the standards there? How do you, you know, what, what are the library operations? What do you do in your position? Um, what's effective in your libraries? I mean, because as we share these things, we have, a, we already have a lot of followers on Overdue Live Talk on Twitter. And um, we see where we're getting positive feedback. So we know people are looking and listening and everything. So we really want to share that valuable information, that collaborative information. And so join in. We so want you to join in. Well, and I think that that's exactly right, Lori. Like, it's so interesting to me to know what your space looks like. What does collaboration look like? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis outside of the state of Georgia even? I'm just fascinated yeah. by that and I can't wait to hear yeah because as library media specialist I mean for me especially I'm by myself in the library I mean I have my para but that collaboration piece there is so important and I think sometimes we're working on our libraries and we don't realize all of the things that we're doing because we're not talking to it about a lot of people I talk to a lot of students every day but I mean which is awesome but like I, I feel like this whole conversation with other library media specialists is just so invigorating for me. Well, it is and, because we learn from each other. You know what I mean? Correct. Like we're we're only we're only better when we share. And yes. I tell everybody, I haven't had an original thought in twenty years. I just take all <laughs> of your brilliance and I reapply it and I put a new sticker on it and I use it but in that's my space. Okay. But yes. that's okay. And we should do that. Idea, making it your own and making it what's best for your students in your school. Absolutely. And I think I've said this before on the show. I had a college professor and unfortunately she passed away last year from cancer. Oh. But she she told us and it's something that has stuck with me my 25 years in education is creativity is not coming up with your own idea. Creativity is stealing someone else's idea well and implementing it in your own classroom. Brilliant. So thank you, thank you, Dr. Browning. Shout out to you. Brilliant. Because your legacy lives on. There you go. Right. But isn't that the most important thing, though, is, um, you know, we learned that in our Teacher Leadership Academy is our legacy, through our legacy projects. I mean, you don't want to keep something bottled up to yourself. You want to create something that lives long on and affects many people positively. For sure. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We didn't join this profession for the fame and the fortune. (laughs) That's true. true. Okay. I have one more thing to say, and then we're going to close off. So um, all of our ideas and our thoughts and our words are our own and not associated with our school, even though we're proud of our school and we love our schools and we talk about our schools. um, school. Love our, our administration <laughs> and not not the thoughts and ideas of our administration or our district. That'll have to be so, a podcast on its own where we all duke out who's got the best administrator. <laughs> that would be me. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying PhD McGee is amazing. Y'all just have no idea. No, I've got y'all beat, so well, um, I'm fortunate because I have a former principal who is fabulous and now I have a new principal and I'm so thoroughly enjoying getting to know her. Uh, that's good. When you guys have a pact that neither one of you will retire until we both retire, then we can talk. 
<laughs> I just feel so, like you're flaunting that now and needing well, to Well, that's because I'm, I can't retire till I'm 100, so well, be gone Well, that's me. what kids will do to you. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we thank you for joining us today in our conversation. We hope Absolutely. we haven't been too crazy for you. But um, drive safe because many of you listen as you're uh, driving. Um, enjoy your workout if you're working out. And yes. hopefully none yep. of y'all listen to us as you're going to sleep because we really don't want to put you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say I have a fabulous school year. We've already started. Today was day three for us. But, I, I, you know, different districts go back to school at different times. So I just want to wish everybody a happy school year. Absolutely. Yeah. Go out there and change lives. Yes. That's right. All right. Thank you, guys. This yep. is Overdue, and we are out tonight. Good night. Good night. Good night.